Good morning, Boom Factor family. How you doing? This is Dr. D, and I am up early as always, or how it used to be. But thank God for uh, His love and His mercy and His grace and His strength and His healing power. I thank you, Lord God, that He has given me not the spirit of fear, but He has given me power, love, and a sound mind. And I thank the Lord every day that as I keep my mind steadfast on Him, He will come in and renew, restore, refine, redeem, resolve everything that's out of order. He said He will come and put things in order. It's not our job as men and women to feel that we have to put people in check or put them in order or 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 um, abuse our authority and our power to hold someone else down from prospering and going forward or even allowing their voice to be heard. We have come to be in a society that only a specific set of people has the authority and the right to voice their opinion without any consequences or live their life in the pursuit of happiness without any consequences. And the systematic racism that is going forward or being exposed that even some now still don't even feel that, hey, all this is made up. This is another ploy of society that want to have their way. No, it's not society want to have their way. Society really need to clean their act up, period. But really, this is the time for the black community or the black and brown community. Or like one of my sisters um, explained it. She went through the genetic <laughs> um, pigmentation steps out of Nigeria and stated there is no such thing as a black person and a white person. You either have various shades of color that has the root of black in the DNA to create all the other shades of color. But my brothers and sisters, as she declared and decreed, we have all multi-shades of color, not just black. Black is a uh, the root of the DNA that dispense all shades of color. So even whites are not whites. You either are pink or redneck. And I was just like, I was really laughing because I was like, you know what? That is, you know, scientific truth <laughs> that where did this come from? This distinguish. Well, you have to go and study history or whatever. But as I continue on, I only could take in so much because I can really share testimonies. My children can share testimonies on how even at the lower levels that the the racial acts and behaviors of others even within our own race within our own kind in our own community we have to 
get this whitewash mindset out of all of us. And this is the only way America could be healed. Because even in the restaurants, at schools, at your workplace, in business, in corporations, we still have that little, that little seed still in us. And that's the only way that this problem will be solved. But it's going to take step by step by step. It's not going to happen overnight because we're protesting and we're protesting. But our real fight is back in your community, as I've been shouting from the mountaintops, back in your communities, back at the town home meeting, meetings to sit in and set up. And, and you submit your resolution so the councilmen and the representatives can go before with the mayor. And the mayor can go back with the senator and the governor. And then the governor can go take it to the House. And then the House have to go to the next step to the Senate so the bills can be paid. And then with all of that... Then we need the education to come in and retrain, just like they went through the diversity. You know, they tried this before when they had the protests. And they went through the diversity trainings, you know, to welcome all colors, all nationalities. And how did that work out for us? Because look what we're doing now. Until the heart in the mindset be changed and renewed, we can protest. And I believe that this moment is a catalyst to a greater, greater repositioning. And we have to pray. We have to pray for those that have the mindset and the will like Abraham Lincoln did and John F. Kennedy did and and Martin Luther King did and Malcolm X. And we have Minister Foreign Corn is um, coming forth. Well, he's been forth. They already then got rid of Dr. Dr. Greg. But we have Dr. Claude Anderson out there, you know, Making a difference in the political and the power area. See, we we can't reach those places, but they need to hear our voice. Dr. Boyce Watkins teaching the black community economically. We have to really, really start changing our mindset, even with each other. Because we have let their mindset creep into and plant that seed into our hearts. And now we even we even have our just mental and narcissist attitudes towards each other. The whole point is nobody is not looking out for a handout, but let's let's. Let's do what's right, and let's pay what's right, just as you've done with all the other nationalities in Vietnam, with the Jews, 
and, and those Jews that's part of Germany at that time. And what did they do? Because Hitler was even at the Olympics. So he was part of the society back then at that time in 19... Um, uh, between 1963 and 1968, he was there because they had all that controversy back then, the protests back then for equality. It is, it is just, it's just so much. And, it, and then you feel helpless because it's like, well... <laughs> All this stuff is coming, Lord, but how can I maintain this? What, you know, I'm, 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 I'm trying to stand on my own two feet and do what I need to do that with the resources that I have. And, and you have all this out here. And then when you can see what they're doing, we need to pray that the dots are connected where the right people get connected with the right people that will be in the offices that will make a difference for the communities and society with the right people at the right time at that table in the name of Yahshua HaMashiach. We need that change to happen. And we need that the people that have the power, they have, they have evangelicals that's in that White House right now. Where's the boldness in the pure, the pureness in the anointing of the Holy Ghost that can go up in there and pray? If you praying over this man, pray the will of God. Pray that his mind is open to see what God sees and what God feels. And what you are doing is not lining up with the word of God. The prophetic needs to come forward. The prophets, the pure prophets need to come forward and decree and declare, Trump, you is out of order. Open up your eyes and see. Don't let the devil use you. Because that's what he's doing. And all those that are being silent, the devil is using you too. What sense is to puff your chest up and proclaim that you are this powerful person that can do anything that you want to do, no matter what? And you proud to say, hey, that's me. Yeah, I'm part of that. I'm decreeing this. My society. Don't try to don't try to add all America protection for the citizens that you're going to disperse military actions all America. No, it's not all America because I'm part of America and I'm here. So you can't send no military to me. So why not? See, we don't, we don't identify things. I listen to the media. I listen to the terms they use. I listen to the word in them use, and I'm telling you people, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Now, as um, per se, 
according to policies and procedures and systems that need to be reconstructed and tear down and, and, and propagandas and agendas. All of that has to be confronted. And so you have to look at it. There's no gray area with that. It's black and white. But what they do, they put everything together so it could be a gray area so they can, they can slide it in side to side. And I believe I probably can't get nothing else really done until I really talk about this issue. Because even the bills that are coming forth for the reform, you guys, you have to pay attention and go and read that. So you can go to your senator, go to whoever represents your zip code and tell them, look, I just read over this bill and I am not. My taxes are helping you be in office and I don't agree with it. Don't just go in and say, okay, I, 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 I'm, I'm for this foreign read because they just passed, they just passed the, the, the lynching, the lynching bill, but I don't agree with what's in it. It's contradicting some things and maybe I'm taking it wrong, but I know what I'm reading. And, 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 and it's, is is giving um some leeway for other groups and I feel other groups should not be listed in this bill except for black folks. Now I wanted you guys I'm gonna on the next episode I will I'm going to um play a recording from Voice TV is going to have some of the eulogy from George Floyd um, Memorial with Reverend L. Sharp and we're going to hear some words from uh, Minister Farrakhan. Uh, I like to listen to him and his teachings in in some areas and so um It just feeding off of what's been going on, and especially for our community. I mean, I know I have a diverse group of people that's listening to my broadcast. I appreciate you, and I welcome you to continue on and pass it forward. But this is going to affect all America. I have two things I want to share with you guys, okay? The things that are happening now is a smoke screen. Because the main thing that they're trying to implement in the world, the prophecies have to come forth from what the, the, the prophets of old have already decreed, declared in the scriptures. And open up your mind. Don't, don't be so quick to, oh, Lord, she letting, uh, she, she listening to this and she listening to that. No, I'm listening to everything. Then I'm going into prayer and I'm saying, Daddy, what is happening? Because this is, the stuff that I read about, the stuff I see on in movies, I'm like, we are in it. This is the real life. This is the real thing, y'all. This is the real. How they say D-Day? Hey, hey, <laughs> this is the day. And the only way, first of all, we know this is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. And the rejoicing comes the knowing that, hey, you're not clueless about what's happening. 
And to be glad is to know that, hey, I'm on the right side. I'm on the Lord's side. I'm not on the devil's side. And it's sad to say that the people behind the scenes with all this is happening, they feel that they got everything in control. But don't you know, they have a place in hell for everyone that have that evilness in their heart to destroy the lives of people. And thinking that America's society is just here as someone fixing pancakes that you can flip back and forth. You know what I'm saying? And this really stirs me up. And then when I'm hearing certain people speaking in the terms that they use it, I'm like, you didn't got hoodwink. Call it what it is. And that's why I want you to hear what I'm about to play on the next episode, because you got to have your ears open, your eyes open. Don't be so spiritual that you know earthly good, that you're going to be caught up into this trap that they're setting up. Oh, yeah, they have. Oh, yeah. The ones that are controlling 1% of everything in this world as one. The, <laughs> the ones that's up the key players of this of, of America, the key players that's behind the scenes. Come on. Right now, they feel they got the upper hand and things just have to play out. But why they playing out? God always protect his own. He said, I will not leave you ignorant of the enemy devices. And I feel that's what the father do. He, he reveals things to me that other people's like, oh, girl, come on. That's not, nah, 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 nah. I tell you one thing, before all this started, I started calling everybody. I started saying, look, I don't know what's happening, but I'm looking at here. I mean, Walmart, and I'm seeing all these different type of people just coming here, stacking up stuff. What's about to, something about to happen? And my children laugh at me. My best friend, she kind of took some, some advice, and she went on and, and did some stuff. I said, y'all better start going to the store and get water. I don't know. Something about to happen. Then all of a sudden, they start um, to stay in China. You see? And when they shut down everything, I was like, whoa, okay, it's, it's something about to happen. Y'all better come on and, and start stocking up your stuff. And then when the mass rush came, when they ain't had nothing left, hey, all the people that heard my voice was the one from the Holy Ghost. They was already set. I already had stuff in my house. It's just at that time, I couldn't get to it. I had, the, I had the office. So I had stuff at the office. You know, so we don't know how things going to play out. But when God revealed it to me, I sit there and I pray about it, whatever. Now, it's a lot of things that I watch. You can go on YouTube and, and, and just search. Search for something. If you, have, if you have something in your spirit and say, well, Lord, what about this here? Go search for it. Google it. Go to um, duck.gov. I mean, duck.net or .com, I think. Bing. They have a lot of other search engines that are out there that really will give you some some decent material that's different that they're not showing you on the local news. Because the local news is only programmed to show you what is programmed to show you. I had a lot of episode where I had revealed to you guys how everything is systematically done. And it's programmed you. It's mind controlled. Now, even though, oh, that's another episode. Lord have mercy. 
let me just go ahead and let y'all hear this so I can calm down, go get me some coffee, and then I'm going to come back, all right? And I, I don't know. I got to, Lord have mercy, I need to do a live because just have one little visual, I guess, to show my face. But that means I got to get made up and stuff like that. Maybe not. I might just tie my head up or whatever. But this is so important, you know, and... um. Then you just decide. I'm just sharing it. This platform is to share everyday life, what's happening to us, and how we deal with it. And this is all part of my program. This is my platform, and this is what I do. I I, I can't be anything else but what I am. So I appreciate you guys listening. This is the Boom Factor Radio Show. And you can also go to boomfactortv.com. Boom Factor TV on Facebook, and you can also go to Boom Factor TV on YouTube. I mostly have just teachings and stuff in there, but I haven't really been on there like some people been on there like every day. But I do have other things I have to do, so um, that's just what they do. Okay, so be blessed. God bless you. I seal everything with the blood of Yahshua. And God will protect us and keep us and surround us with his love and his health and our ears to hear and our eyes to see and our heart is open to him so he can direct our path. He say, those that are led by the, by the spirit of God are called the sons of God. Sons in Hebrew or Greek or whatever you want to convert it is for male or female. So God wants to lead us to protect us even when it's not in the norm. We don't always go with the majority. It's the remnant that he preserves that thrusts us forth to be the voice and the light in the midst of darkness. Okay? All right. God bless you. guys it's Dr. D once again and I was striving to um, play this YouTube information pertaining to this vaccine bill um, SB 163 that they uh, plan on to vote on in Colorado on yesterday okay I just seen it this morning because normally I have my alerts on certain things that I want to be up up on um, behind all of the protests because I always, the Lord always have me seeking when something major is happening to research the underlining of what's really going on. So while people out there protesting and making history, which it is, it's making history, this will be in the history books that our grandchildren and their children will will look back and say, wow, that's if God sustained us to be in this chaos um, before we get caught up in the heavenly realm. But until then, this is what we're facing, and prophecy has to come to pass. Whatever's been spoken from our forefathers, from in spiritual, within the Bible, from the prophets of old, Samuel, Daniel, Jeremiah, those things 
must come to pass. And as you see, God's spirit is upon all flesh. Brown, pink, yellow, whatever color that your skin pigmentation is, black and white, okay, um, that's the, the two terms that we have been raised upon. But as we learn it, we all descended from one form of color. And I'm not going to get into that right now. But I just want you guys to know if you go uh, into the program descriptions, what I was striving to have you guys listen to, just click on that link where it says vaccine alert. Click on that link and it will, um, you will be listening to Dr. Scott. He lives in Colorado. He has a practice. He also believes in homeschooling. This is going to affect our children's children, especially the black race. All right. So even though the protest is going forward, we striving to change the policies and policing, which that's going back and forth. They have already passed the lynching bill, which in that that lynching bill, uh, I forgot what's the name. What you can look, I need to put that in the description too, so you can go ahead and check that out. The lynching bill, all right, has been passed already. Okay, then voted on it and it passed the the House and it passed the Senate, and now they're just waiting on the president to sign it. However, when you go and read through that bill, they have some, uh, I think it's 20, 21 to 23. They are mentioning the white supremacists and those organizations. And I really believe I don't, how I was receiving how the law was showing me. Maybe I'm wrong. Somebody correct me, but it's like they're protected too. They should not even have them in the bill except for stating if these groups, if anybody was part of these groups, create a, a, a crime of hate by lynching black individuals, then these are the consequences. Okay. They didn't have that like that from what I read. And I'm going to have to go read it again. And I might need somebody else to come and read it and make a post about it because, uh, I had some concerns and I called my Senator and I let him know I had some concerns about those three, um, resolutions that was in that bill. I don't know if they call them resolutions or whatever. But anyway, the bill has been passed. But we have other bills that's sitting there that needs to go forward. And I need for you guys to really, really be proactive with this. Okay. Yeah. Black Lives Matter. We're in solidarity with the black community. Hooray, hooray, hurrah. But I need all my white brothers and sisters who really, if you really in solidarity, you will go to those. You will, um, Put your zip code in and find out who is your senator, who is your representative. You know, we need your voice in that area, okay? We, 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 we appreciate you protesting and walking with us and getting with that is, pepper spread and all of that, you know, and you can take your pictures and say, hey, I was with that movement, but move us, move me. Let me see the movement behind the polls. Let me see if you're really going to support the Black Lives Matter Okay, at the voting booth. All right, this is what needs to change. And I need for everybody, I mean, every animal that can bark, <laughs> meow, white, black, Mexican, Latino, all nationalities could do them, men, Republican, Honduran, 
Everybody, everybody that has the right to vote, I need you to go and please, I, I don't know why I'm stressing this, maybe I should go into some type of political realm, which, uh, but I don't know, it's just, this is just where the Father had me right now, to awake you guys, awake, 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 okay, and I ain't meant to be on here this long to talk about that, but it's serious, this is a serious time, and the only way that this is going to change is to change it in the political realm. The policies, the propagandas, the, the the systems that are in place need to be toned down and replaced. And the only way that's going to happen is during the time when the individuals come before us and say, vote for me, I want to be your senator. Vote for me, I want to be your mayor. Vote for me, I want to be your councilman. Vote for me, I want to be your president. Vote for me, I want to be your 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 uh, uh, house representative. I mean, search it out, you guys. Come on, don't be lazy on this one. This is the, you know, we thought the turning point was in 2008. No, this is the turning point right here. 2020 is the turning point. And I'm telling you, this is just the beginning, but they also have some alarming things that's behind the scenes on everything that's what's happening. And this is what I want you guys to really, really be conscious of. And I know I don't get a lot of likes and favorites and all this, all this stuff, but I tell you one thing, nobody could never say, well, I know one person, they probably thought she was insane, but Dr. D, she always tried to share something with us ahead of time. Just like with the economic part, the money part, the bills, the CARES Act, the HEROES Act. Why is it taking us so long? We were supposed to get a check. Another check at the end of May, we were supposed to get a check for this month, December, I mean June, and another check for August. Okay, so what's going on? Where's the money? Why all the other countries are receiving their stimulus money, and we're supposed to be the quote-unquote America is great. Okay, so why is the people still suffering? Why do you think they're still out there protesting? They ain't got nothing else to do. They ain't got nothing else to lose. Look at all of, all of you, all the, all the college folks children out of school okay they don't have nothing to do they don't have no really no full-time job to go to because the jobs that they quote-unquote saying the economy is coming back up that's a lie because from from my community people they giving people part-time jobs on minimum wage what is that what is that come on what is that and i believe like this here if the COVID-19 was so detrimental, as they say, even though I have family members of myself, okay, from my daughter's um, mother-in-law to my cousins to friends of the family have passed because of COVID-19. So I'm not taking that lightly. But if it was that detrimental and if they didn't have a hidden agenda behind it, why didn't they just didn't keep America shut down and go ahead and take care of the people for the next six months so we can minimize this debt rate. Now, if you guys are not paying attention, they still they're throwing little instant windows now. Okay, oh well, um we we haven't seen we haven't seen no no rise in accounts. Okay, and our report is showing that hey America is at this point, yeah, we have some lives lost, and it's at this amount of people, 
But are we expecting a big hype after the protest subsides? So they're already putting it out there. Okay, we ain't seen nothing now because what? Hey, people out there in the street, you know what? If y'all was that serious, if you was that serious about this COVID-19 and really cared about the people, and this is my opinion, if they really cared about us as American citizens, why is the stock market making money? Okay, now nobody else ain't getting no money, but all of a sudden the stock market numbers keep getting high. Now they're talking about the economy. They're just stick, sticking little, little statements out there. Oh, look like the job rate had went down 2%. Unemployment went down 2%. Now the economy is picking back up. How the economy picking back up and everybody in the street and protesting? Come on, y'all, wake up. Who Who's working? Who's who's at their job? Half the country is in the street. So I'm trying to understand, how is the economy picking back up? Number two, how is stock markets keep rising up and nobody's not getting their stimulus checks. Nobody's not getting their unemployment. Only so many people getting unemployment. I'm still waiting on my unemployment check. Keep telling me in July. Now, they was supposed to disperse an extra $600 or something, right, for the pandemic. Okay, so what happened to that? See, come on, y'all. It's, it's all corporate capitalism. And the money that, that is, is causing the stock to increase is because of the, the 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 assets that's in the stocks, meaning people are buying. Okay, so for instance, they didn't got this PP loan, right? It didn't come down to the small businesses because, hey, I'm one. Okay, they come asking for all this other kind of stuff, right? You you got every piece of paperwork from me, but you still saying, oh, I, I, I'm still lacking, um, the last, the last thing to, to really close the case, oh, well, now we see that your credit is not, uh, well, okay, this is a business, not my personal. I'm not trying to get no personal loan. This is my business. You have my business EIN number, my business bank account, my everything business. How you think I've been maintaining my business for all these years? I mean, come on. But the stock market keep rising. Why? Because they have stocks, they have bonds, they have municipal bonds. Hey, they have assets. They, they, I mean, come on. It's a difference between liquid assets and just regular assets. Liquid assets is like cash money, money that you can go into your bank, like line of credit. Then you have your assets, meaning you have land, property, art, you know, antiques. So this is what the, this is what the 1% invest in. So on a bank account, no, they really may not look like they they have all this money, but if you go into their portfolio or go into their home or to their business, you're going to see all these antiques. That's money. Paintings. And I ain't really come on here to talk about all that, but all this is just coming out of me. For you to just, you know, sometimes some people just have to hear somebody else saying something to awaken their mindset you know your 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 consciousness have to be on alert 
and don't be so clueless and just be like, oh, well, that's what the news says, so I'm just going to wait and believe what the news say. Oh, the government, you know, they always, they know what they're doing. You know, they're just trying to protect us and help us. And, oh, I really don't, I, I'm, I'm just, I, I guess I'm in solidarity. I don't really understand what's really happening. They're protesting about the police. I, that was wrong, and that just was not right. But why we have to be protesting, and and, 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 and I just don't even understand, you know, um, why we can't uh, open back up society, why we can't go back to work. Um, everybody just wear their gloves and, and wear your mask, and we'll be all right. Oh, really? Have you ever, you have you tried to keep a mask on your face while you're outside in that sun? Like you're suffocating. So you still got to breathe. And even with the mask, they're saying it's for to protect us. But really, you still have to breathe. So no matter what I'm doing, if I go out, I got to take it down so I can breathe. How that's going to protect me if I got to take my mask down to breathe and somebody else pass back? pass by me, you know what I'm saying? Then I, that's why I just stay at, I just stay at home. I've been at, at my house. We go to the store once a week and it's early in the morning when nobody's in the store. We have our list. We go up in there, boom, boom, boom. And we get out of there and we come back home. And that's where I've been. Probably if I had, uh, wasn't so confined without transportation, I'd probably be riding around, you know, trying to find some other resources to, to advance some other stuff that I feel that um, the father want me to go on and move forward on, but uh, right now, hey, stay at home. And then don't you know that even here in Houston, we are still at a stay at home order. Even though they're opening up everything, we still underneath stay at home. So it's like a lot of stuff is fickle. Everything is back and forth. So it just lets you know that you just can't control everything. You have to really trust God. So while you're trusting God, don't be clueless. Find out what's, what's going on behind the scenes. Father, you give me the insight. And the Spirit will give you the insight for you. And then if he wants you to share it, share it. And the only thing I'm just sharing right now is don't be so clueless, people. Don't just take stuff at face value. We have to do more than just protesting. Why? That's, and I am just, wow, I'm elated on what's happening. It just like took it, taking off like wildflowers. But also, let's go back and listen to the, to the individuals that's on the front line, that's been trailblazing this decades. You know, not just people that just jumping into stuff right now, but I'm talking about people that's been preaching this for 10 and 20 years. In just the last three years, I can really say that God's been giving me insight on how he's about to shake up. He was about to shake up. I mean, that was last year. In the summertime, I said, I don't know what the Father's going to do, but he's about to shake up America. I don't know how it's going to happen, but he's about to do it. I just feel that something, change is about to happen, and it's going to be major, and it's going to be global all over the world. And now it's two things. COVID-19, not a protest. Hey, everything comes in three, so what's the third one, y'all? That's what I'm seeking God for, because the third round about to happen. And we all in, we all in uh, hurricane season, right? We're already in hurricane season, right? So everything comes in threes. So what's the third thing? And I'm really praying that this third thing will shake up the very ones that think they can hide in the bunkers, 
you know, you can have, you can have your security around you. There's the sinners, the people in the high places. That's who needs to be touched. Cause they feel like they're untouchable. They feel like they have the money, they have the power, they have the witchcraft, the Illuminati, they have all this secret society stuff, feeling like, hey, we really got it going on. I got chills just talking about that. Oh, Lord, have mercy, Jesus. What's about to happen? I feel it in my spirit. Oh, look like something just came over me, y'all. This third thing that's going to happen, it's going to shake up the core of the ones that think they're in control of mankind. You're not in control of mankind. Because you have the power and the position and the money. Oh, no, 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 no. God about to shake all that up. Because at the end of all this, you guys, God is God. No matter what is coming forth, God is God. And it's a time and a season for everything. And this is the season for God to do his exploits to those that believe. And I feel it in my spirit now like never before. He, This third thing about to happen, because it comes in threes. I don't care about nobody else. But whatever happens, that when God has something to do with it, it comes in threes. Come on. That's why the enemy always try to infiltrate him and copy and duplicate what the Father is doing. He ain't going to be able to duplicate this. He may kind of swarm his way around it. But that's right. He going to shake up. Mark, mark this date. Dr. D is saying it right now. The third thing about to hit America. Going to hit the ones that's in the high office. The hierarchies. The ones that have the power. They think they have the power of a pen. And changing people's lives. You're sitting there around, because he showed me a dream, y'all. I had a dream. You're sitting around in your think tanks, meetings, these backdoor meetings and these secret meetings. And they're around the round table, just smoking their cigars. Just say, okay, so how are we going to do this? Okay, so this went this way. This was the contingent, the contingent plan in case that didn't happen the way we thought. But we're going to back it up with this event. So now this event then took off and we really didn't expect the black protest to happen like this here. But whoa, okay, now that it happened, because see, they was trying to provoke and get the National Guard in it on the COVID-19. But see, it didn't spark. They thought they was going to have a problem. But no, everybody said, okay, we got to stay home. We'll stay home. But see, they had to stir something up to open up the economy to, to, to really get in there. And it was all about the money, y'all. You got to realize it's all about the money. It's all about the money. How you just going to come up with a bill to dispense in the corporate America? Okay, we're going to shut down, but we want to make sure we want to help the employers with the employees. We have the employees that I know of. Them employers didn't hire them back. They're still on unemployment. Well, matter of fact, they waiting on their employment check. They didn't hire them back. So those that had got that, that, that CARES Act money, that PP loan, Okay, so where where are your people at? Why you in high, why you gonna hire somebody new when you laid off these people because they couldn't work because of COVID nineteen? Hello, come on, put on your thinking caps, people. Then they released, then they released, uh, uh, then they amended the CARES Act because a lot of people was complaining. They got some lawsuits up there, and I want y'all to really get in there. If y'all apply for that PP loan, 
business entrepreneurs or whatever, and you was denied, keep that paperwork. And they do have attorneys that filing a suit against the SBA loan because they're the one that then blocked a lot of people. And that's an agency in, in itself making money off of people. In the banks. All of this is part of the economic systematic structure that they are holding people down. How they say, get your, get your knee off our neck. Well, this is another, another area that they have the capitalism of this world. Got their knee on their, on their neck, on a, on a community's um, pocketbook and controlling. So in the midst of all of that, God going to shake all that up. He going to shake it up. He going to shake it up. And those that believe in their God, they're the one that's going to do exploits. So this is a time that you really should be strategizing. Strategizing. Oh, Lord have mercy. I can't even say the word. Strategize. (laughs) Strategize your your plan. Get a strategy going. And then have your steps where you're going to implement that strategy. And have a contingency plan like they do. Please click on those links that I have attached to this segment. Um, for the for this day, I'll be plugging some more links because I'm not able to cover everything. I'm not articulated um, to know different different aspects of the things that are happening. But when I hear it myself, I will plug it in. Okay, I'm not going to be... Um, this high society person that think they know everything. I don't know everything. I'm still learning myself, you guys. And some things it's like, whoa. And then it may trigger some things that probably was in your spirit and your heart before this even came out. And so that'll give you some assurance to say, whoa, you know what? I thought about, I felt that years ago. You know, know, you'll be going through your own little, little list. We have to awake, you guys. Get out of our slumber and awake. The, the, the Bible tells us awake to righteousness. The right way of doing things. The right way God say do things. Well, that's, that's my little rant for right now. Um, I have some other things I need to go in and do. Uh, be blessed. Um, click on the links, okay? Click on the links, okay? Because I, I have to, I don't know what's going on with my technology stuff. I really, really need a technical person to really help me in this time. Because I don't know, I, first my, my laptop was acting crazy now. I was trying to uh, put this recording on for you guys. And it just, I don't know, <laughs> the blood of Jesus is water. So I am, I was supposed to go fix some coffee, but I'm going to, Going to take my little walk, and I will tune in to you guys later, okay? God bless.
in the state of Colorado. And then a year or two later or more sneak in, these three vaccines make it mandatory. Boom. They revisit that whole Texas scenario back when they brought in this damn vaccine. And then it's going to spread the way they want it to. They made it mandatory in the state, and this is the story with it. They made it mandatory in the state of Texas. And that six months, the death, the paralysis, everything I just mentioned to you was going wild. And even the MDs are saying, what did you give us? They knew, they knew that if they can make it mandatory in Texas and became mandatory from state to state to state all around this country, that they can make it mandatory around the world. That would have been the most profitable, expensive as it was, most profitable vaccine ever made in history around the world. And what happened in Texas? They reversed that order. No longer made it mandatory anymore. So here, in this bill, if they make this mandatory here in the, in the state of Colorado, and then a year or two later or more sneak in, these three vaccines make it mandatory, boom! They revisit that whole Texas scenario back when they brought in this damn vaccine, and then it's gonna spread the way they want it to. And then you're gonna see children getting hurt, man, and adults suffering, and that's where your population regulation is going to kick in. And you think that's not real? Wake up and smell the coffee, people. Come on now. There's more going on now than ever before. If you don't hear and see what the main plant covert, nothing. Yeah, and here's another one. I said it a couple weeks ago when all the rioting started. You want to talk about things, how they come in a blessing, right? You never promote rioting, of course. You never promote rioting. Looting, I'm not a fan of it and all that business. But it sends a message, doesn't it? But aside from that, aside from that, okay, with the thousands around the country that are still protesting, not wearing masks, not social distancing or anything, shouldn't we see mass cases of covert now in the next two, three weeks? Guess what? You're not going to see it. Covert ain't going to be the issue. It never was the issue. It's not. This crap is the issue on population regulation on mass vaccine. And that covert that's going to come in. God forbid it's got a chip in it. And this is where I talk to everybody about 5G, 4G and 5G working together, making it strong. And then it's going to go around and God forbid, God forbid there's a chip. It's going to activate in your children and yeah. any adults that get on it. Yeah. Don't say I didn't say so. Because I'm not the only one talking it. There's a lot of people talking it. Dr. Judy Markovitz is talking about it. Dr. Buttar talks about it. You know, crazy enough, Bill Gates has been talking about it since... Way before, mm -hmm. I think 2011 and yeah, 2015, about chipping people, thinking shop. that 15 to 20 yeah. percent decrease in population—that yeah. doesn't sound like a good thing to me. Yeah. I don't want to be part of that damn study. But aside from that, this 5G is going to play a role with it. I'm telling you. All right. So how they didn't get their way then, how they're trying now to get their way now. Get your family out there. Call your friends and whoever in Colorado. Share this video. Get them out on these steps. Right now, it's 9 o'clock. It's 10 to 9. It's 10 to 6 in the morning over there. I don't care. Call them. Wake them up. Send them. Text them. Write them. Do whatever you got to do in an email. I don't care. Get them out there because this is the chance. It's not just for Colorado, is it? It's for the rest of this country so that damn thing don't snowball. So I'm going to leave you folks with this because it is Sunday. And I think those of you that know me know 
I follow Christ. I follow Jesus. I follow God. And uh, that is my faith. I am a, I'm a Christian uh, slash Catholic. My mom raised me Catholic majority of my life, but I had the best of both. My dad was Jewish. My, my dad's family, I loved it. And I got the best of both worlds. So many people say I was confused. No, I wasn't. I was covered everywhere you can think of. I was covered by every apostle in the sky, every saint, you name it. And I understood religion pretty decent, you know, and I've learned more and more these days, more than ever before. And this comes from Second Chronicles. And this is um, 7 verse 12 and th 13 through around, oh, I would say 15. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people. If my people, if my people who are called by my name, humble themselves and they pray, yeah. seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Yeah. Then I will hear them from heaven and I will forgive their sins and heal their land. Yeah. I'll leave you with that. Amen. That right there is what we need today more than ever before, isn't it? There is way too much going on. And I don't care whether it's vaccines, it's rioting, it's covert, it's chipping, it's 5G, it's it's regu population regulation. And, and, and if it's all this uh, losing your second amendment or fifth or eight, whatever amendments we're losing, there's a lot going on at one time. Yeah. And I'll say it again as I always do, he's still a person He's still a child of God and pray for our president because yeah. he is still the president. He is in that office. He is who we have. And that's who you need to hope for and pray for, for his safety and his health and his peace of mind and his well-being for him and his family. Because at the end of the day, he is in our office. If you don't like what he's doing, then make a stance and write to him. Get out in protest. Do something. Don't hate the man. Don't wish the man bad. That's horrible. I know my Bible doesn't teach me to do that. You know, so you folks need to recalculate, maybe calm down. I think we all need to. There's a lot going on. So please share, 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 share this and, and, and get these people to wake up in Colorado and get out there on those stairs. It's so important. I always say to my videos, it's just not important to me. It's important to me that it's important to all of you out there. Okay, because you know that I love all of you out there. We're here for a short time. So many people act like we're, we're going to be here forever. Huh, no, right. we're not. That's right. We don't get to stay. Nobody stays. That's right. Do you understand that? I yeah. say it all the time. Share this, love this, like this, please, with everybody you know. Those people in Colorado need everybody's help that they can possibly get. In Australia, the prime minister has already mooted the policy of no jab, no job. Wow. Later, he will say, no jab, no shit. Oh, my God, excuse the language, but I get it. It's, it's all good. Wow. <laughs> Australia, I love you guys out there. You guys write to me all the time. Praise you. One day when this all clears up, I would love to come to Australia and talk and lecture and, and educate some folks. You know. This, what we do know is this. It seems extremely easy to get shot by police in America, which is not right. No? And now obviously in a situation like this, when a white officer shoots a black person, the first accusation is racism. Right? And the police officer's first defense is, but what about all the black people I haven't shot? 
Did him being a big black man play a role in her perceived danger? No, him being a large man perceived a role in, in her being in danger. She's worked in this part of town for quite some time. Um, and, you know, just the week before, she was at an all-black high school homecoming football game. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was at a football game, yeah. You know what, the truth is, I'm actually, I'm willing to accept that this police officer is not racist. But her lawyer's defense has introduced us to one of the bigger problems that you face in America. You know, because in an American city, there's an all-black high school, and that's normal instead of weird. You know, living in a society where racial divisions are so deeply baked into every part of society that we don't even notice it anymore, an all-black high school, that's a phrase which, by the way, is never followed by, oh, you're talking about the one in the nice part of town? Yeah, I know it. I know it. Racial divisions are so normalized in society that people possess a bias that they don't even realize they have. Just listen, like in the video, in the video of the policeman in the helicopter, listen to what he says about Terrence Kutcher, right? Listen to him as he's flying over the scene. This guy's still walking and following commands. After taser, I think. That's a, got a feeling that's about to happen. That looks like a bad dude, too. What? I'm sorry, what does that mean? What exactly about that man looks bad to you from all the way up there in your helicopter? He's not holding a weapon. His hands are up. He doesn't even have a hoodie on. I mean, isn't that the international sign for bad dude? Yeah. Wow. You can't tell anything about this man from up in the helicopter except for one thing. He's black. That's the only thing you can tell. And you cannot deny we live in a world where people see a black man and they're more likely to think, oh, I might get robbed. So people think it's implicit bias. Everyone has it. I'm even guilty of that. I walk down the street and I won't lie to you. I've never seen a white man walking down the street and thought, damn, I hope this guy doesn't mug me. Yeah, I have crossed the street, though, because I'm like, oh, I better keep this dude away from my pension fund. You know, this <laughs> banking looking mother <laughs> I do cross the street. But you can't deny that there's a bias. And, and, and people going around on Twitter and people saying things in the news where they're like, oh, these black people need to calm down. Why are they rioting? Why are they saying this? Just ask yourself this question. If the only time you encounter black people is when they're policing crime, think about it. If police, the only time you encounter black people is when you're policing crime, then your only experience of black people is that they're criminals. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's your only experience of black people. That's right. It's the same way. As if the only time you see a Muslim man is when he's on the news for blowing something up. Then in your head, all Muslims are terrorists. Exactly. But if you live in a city like New York, for instance, that's filled with Muslims, you see that guy on the news and then you bitch about terrorism to the guy who's making your kebab, who's also Muslim. Exactly. You'd be like, oh, this terrorism is getting crazy, huh, babe? It's getting crazy. I know, Jeremy, uh, these Sunnis, what are you going to do about it, huh? <laughs> then the truth is you, you can't fix racial bias overnight. You genuinely can't. Right. Right? The one thing you can do is not think black people are crazy yeah. for feeling oppressed when every time they see a video of themselves being engaged by the police, it ends with them getting shot. Yeah. An unarmed black man in Chicago, Paul O'Neill, stole a car, right? He stole a car and the police chased him. In the ensuing chase, he crashed the stolen car into the police. He jumped out and he ran away. Now he's dead. Now, the whole thing was captured on police body cameras, uh, but then it turns out not the whole thing. The moments before the shooting and after caught on video, but not the shooting itself. 
A police source says the officer who fired that fatal shot turned on his camera after he fired. Police say what happened to that camera is being investigated. The camera's got the whole thing except the actual shooting. It's a little suspicious, right? Makes, makes you ask the question, why are the police only sloppy with evidence against them? Oh. If I run a red light, they've got three camera angles and another with J.J. Abrams' commentary track. Like, <laughs> why does this keep happening with body cam videos? These stories are always so tragic, but every time a new story comes out, I feel like it sheds a little light and a new, a new light on a dif different aspect of police violence. For instance, this story for me showed us that some of the people who may be in danger of being shot by the police are the police themselves. While the department acted quickly in releasing the video, several officers appear to fire in the direction of each other oh, wow. and a police SUV while shooting at O'Neill. Oh my. God damn. Wow. Are you being like, what is, what is this? What is this? What is this? That doesn't look like a professional police video. It looks like your, like your dad trying to play Call of Duty. What is this? Oh, wow. What actually may have happened here is this is this is what some people are suggesting. They're saying some of the officers thought that shots were being fired at them. Uh, they thought the shots were coming from Paul O'Neill when in fact Paul O'Neill was unarmed, and the only people who were shooting were actually police. And and this is a problem that we discovered when watching this video. If you're a police officer and you hear shots going off all around you, how are you supposed to know who's shooting? Right. It's impossible, right? So you shoot back, and then people are like, shooting, why are you shooting? Because they were shooting, but you were shooting. Oh yeah, but I heard shots, that's why I'm shooting. <laughs> it's impossible. But I was thinking, maybe in addition to finding Betty bo a better uh, body cameras, maybe what we need to do is we need to give police guns that make a special sound that only police guns make. You know? Yeah, think about it, sort of like we did with their cars. If you're driving in a car, and you hear someone behind you, pop, 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 then you're like, oh, there's a civilian honking. So you know what you need to do. You need to tell them to f off because I'm driving over here. I'm driving over here. What's wrong with you? New York has taught me well. But you know, if you're driving and then you hear, you know, then you go, oh, cup. that's the police. Right. And you pull over and then you throw the weed out the window. Right. By the way, these are white people instructions. These are white people instructions. So, so. Surely, if we can do that with sirens, we can change the sounds. It must be possible with technology for police guns to make a special sound. For instance, instead of bang, 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 maybe they could make them sound like ducks. That's it. Put down the gun. Stop, police! <laughs> you see? You see? It's perfect. It's perfect. Then you know. Then the other police know. Oh, that's just us shooting. That's the other duck sounds. It's a perfect thing. Okay, I, I will admit, obviously there could be a problem if there happens to be like a real ducks near a police shootout. <laughs> because if they hear like wah, 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 and then the next thing you know, the ducks are trying to mate with the cops. And then, like, this is the problem with police violence. It's so hard to solve. This is, this is so, so, so if they made that work, like that would solve the problem of police confusing their gunfire for bad guy gunfire. That's the one suggestion I can make. But, but let's go back to the issue of body cams that mysteriously seem to stop recording. Right. We also have questions about why an officer's camera went out. His body cam stopped recording during the moments when O'Neill was shot. The investigation is going to reveal whether that had something to do with an airbag deploying. What? Yeah, really? that's the story. 
Investigators think it's at least possible uh, that when O'Neill crashed into the police car, the police airbag went off and hit the driver in exactly the right spot to turn off his body camera while doing no other apparent damage. Not damaging the camera, just, just turning it off. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what they're going with. Uh, we, we decided to investigate this claim, and so we asked our very own Ronnie Chang to test this theory. <laughs> Look at that. Camera is still rolling. Thank you very much, Ronnie Chang. If you've been keeping up the news, you've probably seen the story coming out of uh, Texas that's that's blown up. Um, and it's been taking place for a while. It's been the, the trial of the police officer, Amber Geiger. Have you saw that? Right, the police officer who um, said she, she accidentally walked into a man's apartment in her building, and then she thought that he was the intruder and she shot him dead. And I remember when the story happened, it was a wild story off the bat. It was, you know what I mean? Because it was already crazy. It's like you walk into a wrong apartment and you shot the person. What were you doing? What, you know? And so the trial has been going on. And the first thing that was, that was a little weird for me was the judge allowed the defense to use the, what they call the castle doctrine in America. So they said they would allow the defense that she was protecting herself because she thought it was her house which already was like weird to me because I'm like the castle doctrine is, is, is like a very strict law in America but, I, but I, I mean I get it fundamentally if you're in your house you can do whatever you need to protect yourself but this was interesting where the judge was like no you can we allow the defense that you thought you were in your house <laughs> so you shot somebody in wow. their house wow. and there I was just like but that's but it's not your house because <laughs> then you can just think you're in your house anywhere right right, right. Okay, it's just, it's, so already that was weird and you know I, I was worried I honestly was worried this was going to be another one of those cases in America where justice didn't get served because it seemed like a fairly, you know, black and white, excuse the pun, case. Um, and, and then the verdict was handed down and the jury did find her guilty. But what has followed since has been a really interesting story. And we actually, we actually have a clip. It's, 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 it's a really complicated story, but this is, this is basically what went down. The white former Dallas police officer convicted of murdering her black neighbor has learned her fate. Yesterday, Amber Geiger was sentenced to 10 years in prison for the murder of Botham Jean. But it was what Jean's brother did after the sentencing that brought the court to a standstill. Can I give her a hug, please? 18-year-old Brant Jean forgave Amber Geiger, who'd just been sentenced to 10 years in prison for killing his older brother Botham. At the end of the hearing, Judge Tammy Kemp gave a Bible to Geiger and embraced her as well. Amber Geiger will be eligible for parole in five years. Some outside the courtroom thought the sentence was too lenient. So that's basically the the, the story as it stands. And it's interesting because I like I sat with this with the story and I talked to my friends about it, and it's so funny how many you know, like how many complicated feelings they are in and around it. First and foremost, a thousand kudos and just like, honestly, I, I, I admire the compassion of the Jean family. At the same time though, I understood why so many people were angered by that moment. Cause this thing has really, you know, blown up online. People saying like they were angry that she was getting hugs from the judge and they were angry 
that she was getting hugs from the family. And some people, it would like a lot of people are fighting about this right now because they're like, why were they hugging her? She murdered a man, why is she getting hugs? And the other side is like, yes, but they're forgiving her. She still goes to jail, but it's about forgiveness. And I just, I sat with it and I, I, have, I have conflicting feelings, but, I, but I, I think I understand what is happening, you know, in, in so many different ways with, with how people are looking at the story. On the one, one hand, you can't deny that people feel like 10 years, five, actually, is not a lot of time to be given for taking another human being's life, especially if you're found guilty of murder. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's people in jail in America for doing far lesser crimes, you know, whether they've been, you know, charged with, like, drug trafficking, where they just had a certain amount of drugs and they were assumed to be drug traffickers, or, you know, people where they said it was violent crimes and it was assault, but they're spending more time in jail. And then this seems like another case of the system preferring a certain type of person who looks a certain type of way, who fits a certain type of narrative. Ten years, five years. I get why people are angry. I get why people also, like, this is another case of, like, white women tears doing their magic, you know? Because, like, that's, I mean, you know the, the myth. is like, white women tears, just, like, anything. Like, traffic stops, anything. White women cries, and people are like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's, it's true. Yeah, like, it's true. It's a joke, but yeah, it's also true it's at the true. same time. It's like, white women throughout history have been very good at, like, stepping away from, like, the thing just with their tears. You know, we'll, we'll be like, you'll be, everyone looks at the clan, everyone forgets that there's like wives of the clan. Do you know what I mean? People are like, those clan, and then like the, the wives can sometimes be like, oh, I didn't know my husband. <laughs> it's like, but you, you helped him put the sheet on every night. <laughs> I thought he just liked Halloween, I'm sorry. <laughs> and that's what a lot of people feel like in these instances. They feel like, like those white tears are really felt. Whereas the tears of many other people, people of different races, people of, you know, other genders aren't felt as, as much. Right. And, and I think, you know, that like all of it stems from the conversations in and around race in America. You can't, you can't avoid it. People are looking at a story of a white woman who shot a black man in his house who did nothing. It was just in his house. And people were angry. And I understand why so many people are angry. Because they're like, she doesn't deserve hugs. She deserves to lose her life the way she took her life. And I'm not speaking for everybody. I know maybe I'm speaking for myself and some of my friends, but I, I feel like the anger actually comes from people feeling like that is the level of empathy everybody should receive right. in a court. You right. know? Everybody should have a judge look at them like a human being. Everybody in society should be treated with a level of compassion. Yeah. They should still yeah. be punished if they've committed a crime, but we should still look at them as human beings. And yet, this narrative doesn't seem to be afforded to black people in America, especially by the news. Because if you look at all the news stories about this, they do paint it like they go, it's a beautiful moment where she's hugged by everyone. And so, but it's like, they don't use that same editorial when a young black child is going to jail. You know, they don't go, this young black man who was recruited into a gang and, and had no other choices, look at this put. They just go like he was sentenced and he was found guilty and that's the story. As if that is what's expected. You know what I mean? It's almost, it almost feels like if you're a black person who commits a crime and goes to jail, well, that, that's, a, that's what black people do. But if you're a white person who commits a crime and goes to jail, it's like, oh man, what a disaster story. They tell you about the human being behind the act. This story showed you the exact opposite example. This young black man was doing his own thing. He got shot. They told you that he had a history with weed. The news told you that. Why? They always tell you that this man was shot in a traffic stop. Now, he did have an, uh, an assault case 10 years. What does that have to do with this traffic stop? You know what I mean? What, what, was the cop traveling through time to punishing him? What is that? <laughs> And I think that's, that's what people need to understand is that like some of the narratives that we tell and share 
about what's happening in the world are so much more powerful than we actually think they are. You think it's just on the surface, but what a lot of people are seeing here is, is a reinforcing of an idea. But I think the mistake we shouldn't make as people is that we shouldn't necessarily jump to, we want people like Amber Geiger to spend more time in jail and the most time in jail. I think what we should be asking is for the same level of compassion and saying, hey, I don't want anyone to spend excessive amounts of time in jail. And so the same way a white shooter is disarmed peacefully, the same way a white murderer can get a hug in a courtroom and sympathy, the same way a young shooter is spoken about as a human being because he is white, you would hope that same level of compassion and empathy would be applied to black people. That's all it is. There was a shooting at a mall in Alabama where two people were shot, right? I think one died and, and one was severely injured. And the police came in and then they, um, they said that they shot the gunman before anyone else could, could get hurt, right? Um, at least that was, that was the first report that came out. And then this, this is what came out afterwards. Police in Alabama admit they made a mistake after officers shot and killed a man they thought opened fire at a mall on Black Friday. Police killed 21-year-old Amantic Fitzgerald Bradford after they say he was seen fleeing the scene and brandishing a weapon. But now police in Hoover say they may have killed the wrong person and the shooter may still be at large. His father, Romantic Bradford Sr., is a police officer himself. I know my son always respected the police. And if you gave a command when you came around that corner, say freeze, drop your weapon, he'd comply with your order. So the question I ask myself is like, how does this shit keep happening, right? Cops are called into a situation, they see a black person, and then immediately they shoot, right? That's what they did here. They, just, they ran in, they shot the guy, and then they were like, we got him. And what's wild about the story for me is, even if we work within a world where the police truly believe he was the shooter, how many times have we seen a shooter who is white and a man get talked down? You know what I mean? Like the shooting that happened in Aurora, the Batman movie guy went in with an arsenal. I mean, he didn't just have one gun. The police talked him down. They didn't kill him. Right? The shooting in Charleston, right. he went into the church shot the congregation of black people. The police talked him down. They didn't, they didn't kill him. In fact, a lot of the killers who did die killed themselves when you look at American mass shootings. Right. Right? You look at um, Vegas, the person shot themselves. Yeah. You look at um, Thousand Oaks, the person killed themselves. But in every, like, there's so many instances where we've seen the police talk the person up, but then when it's a black guy, they go like, black guy, mass shooter, shoot immediately, ask questions later. And, and there were so many things that bugged me about the story because it, like, it, by the looks of it, it sounds like this guy was a good guy with a gun. That's what, like they always say, right? The good guy with a gun stops the crime. But then if the good guy with a gun happens to be a black good guy with a gun, they don't get any of the benefits. And what blows my mind is that there's no profiling. Police profile all the time. Driving through New York, they'd be like, you, black guy, search you. you. You look like you're selling drugs, you. But then in the mall, why don't they go, why don't they do mass, why don't they do profiling there? Black guy, probably not you. Skinny white guy with the trench coat, get against the wall. <laughs> and what was crazy about the story is that you read it and you find out that multiple people had guns out because it's Alabama. A lot of people heard gunshots, they pulled out their guns, but then the only person who's shot by the police is a black guy. Wow. And then afterwards, they're like, yeah, we, we made a mistake. And what was funny was the initial statement was, 
we got the guy. We're proud. We got him. The police got him. And then afterwards, when the story came out, like, you guys said you got him, right? They're like, no, well, we, we, didn't, we didn't get him. What happened was he was involved in a, in a police um, shooting that may have involved him. It's like, wait, you said you got the, you said you shot. They're like, no, well, we didn't shoot. There was a shooting and it happened to involve us as police. At this point, you come to, you, like, you start to realize that really the Second Amendment is not intended for black people. It it's not uncomfortable thing to say, but it's the truth. Like people will be like the the right to bear arms. Yes, the right to bear arms. If you are not a black man, if you're a black man. You have no business bearing arms at all. This is not the first time this happened. There was that uniformed uh, security guard, about a month and a half ago. Same thing happened. He was stopping a criminal. The police shot up and shot him. He's in uniform. What what else do you want the black person? Because here yeah, you can be like, oh, maybe they did, but this guy was in uniform. So so they've shown. You know what I mean? Like it's going to get to the point where black cops should warn their partners before they go into a crime scene. I should be like, hey, Dave, it's me. When we get in there, it's me, all right? Oh, look at me. I'm the guy with the gun. All right, I'm your partner. He's like, cool, I got it, I got it. All right, let's get in there. Gun! No, 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 it's me! <laughs> Thank God they didn't have a black mall Santa, because I always say that. I go like, they should have more black mall. They would have shot that guy if there was a black Santa in that mall. They would be like, and that guy's kidnapping white babies. <laughs> Shit has gotten so crazy in America. I bet, like, even superheroes, like Black Panther, the next one, he's not going to do anything in America. <laughs> The next Black Panther, they're gonna be like, T'Challa, are you helping America? He'll be like, I've seen what happens <laughs> on CNN. I think, uh, where's Ant-Man? Maybe he can help them. <laughs> if you're black and you're a man in America, gun rights are not for you. If you're a black person in America, gun rights are not for you. It's as simple as that. In fact, the safest way to sell a black person a gun in America, they should say, is when you buy a gun, you should buy a white person with it, and they hold the gun for you. Yeah, you'd be like, what would you like? I'd like a Glock and a Craig. That's what I would like, please. And you're like, all right, Craig, you roll with the Glock. And then whenever you want to shoot, if you do get in trouble, you'd be like, what did you say? I'm going to shoot you, Craig. Do the thing. Do the thing, Craig. <laughs> I'm not touching that gun because I know how it's going to end. Some bullshit, but it's the truth. Second Amendment was not made for black folks.